Hey there, and welcome to another Health Essentials Podcast. I'm John Horton, your host. When you're out for a night on the town, what's your beverage of choice? Maybe you search out a glass of fine wine or gravitate toward a pint of beer. Perhaps whiskey on the rocks is your thing. Whatever you order, odds are you're not making the decision based on the drink's health benefits. There's little to no nutritional value in alcohol after all, and we know it can cause a literal headache if consumed in excess. But there are drink choices that are better than others when it comes to calories, sugar, and how you feel the next morning. That's why we asked registered dietitian Julia Zumpano to pull up a bar stool and chat with us today. She is one of the many experts at Cleveland Clinic who pop into our weekly podcast to help us make healthier choices. So with that in mind, let's head off to happy hour. Welcome back to the podcast, Julia. Uh, thanks for stopping by to hang out with us. Thank you for having me. So so given today's topic, uh, let's start with getting in a drink order for when we're off the clock later. Um, I'm a fan of uh, craft beer, so give me a pour of a, of a rich stout to kind of sip and savor. Uh, how about you? Uh, I'm personally a fan of something very simple like a gin and tonic or a vodka soda. Oh, the, we will get those orders in and, uh, you know, have it at the appropriate time, uh, I guess, uh, when, when we clock out. <laughs> um, so, so before we start talking about kind of what alcoholic drinks may be healthier, um, I, I feel like we should emphasize that alcohol in general is not exactly a healthy choice. And in fact, I saw where earlier this year, the World Health Organization published a statement saying that there is actually no amount of alcohol consumption uh, that is safe to drink. That's definitely the case, John. But, you know, as we know, alcohol consumption is a part of our culture from happy hours, tailgating, cocktail parties. Although it can be fun, we know that there are no real health benefits to drinking alcohol. And not to mention, there are adverse effects on your liver, heart, brain, and gut. So, you know, alcohol can also lead to alcohol dependency. So in a, in a nutshell, moderation is key. Well, and that, that's always a good point to drive home. And uh, as you said, it, it's, it's pretty clear that people are going to partake from time to time. Uh, and we know that they do. So uh, let's, let's look at our options. Um, I guess to start, it seems like red wine often gets branded as being healthier. Um, is there any truth to that? Well, certainly there are some benefits to drinking red wine. Red wine is high in polyphenols, uh, specifically flavonoids, which are a type of antioxidants that help protect our cells from damage. Um, alcohol in general has also been shown to increase good cholesterol and reduce the oxidation of LDL and bad cholesterol. And we know alcohol can also relax blood vessels. So red wine certainly falls into um, the category and it, one of the most studied forms of alcohol, just given that it is consumed worldwide. Well, I, I remember talking with a, a cardiologist uh, for an article a while back and, and red wine always gets labeled as heart healthy. And they were very emphatic that you should not start drinking red wine to, <laughs> to help your heart. It's not the way to go. Absolutely. You know, there are so many other foods that provide these polyphenols like teas and berries and nuts, you know, all of these really rich whole foods that don't contain alcohol that con contain more of these antioxidant benefits than wine does. Um, but I do think that uh, wine is being marketed from those, you know, wine lovers that, you know, want to 
boost its benefits. And, and, um, but we know that alcohol can slightly benefit the heart in some cases in moderation. So Julia, does, does it matter whether you choose a, a red wine or, or a white wine? We do know that red wine does contain more of the, you know, reserve atrol and some of the added benefits, but white wine has its benefits too. So, you know, there are, there were some big clinical studies that showed, you know, the type of wine and alcohol even specifically that you choose doesn't specifically matter as much as how much you're having and how frequent. So moderation is really key when it comes to it. That, that does seem to be the word that, that keeps coming up here. So, and it's definitely something to emphasize. Um, so moving down the bar, uh, let's take a look at liquors, uh, kind of your, your vodka, gin, whiskey, rum, tequila, and all the other bottles uh, that you see there. Uh, let's start with the basic. Is there a difference between clear liquors and uh, darker liquors? So when it comes to cal- calorie-wise, there is no difference. Um, calorie-wise, uh, alcohol falls kind of in between fat and carbohydrates and amount, the amount of calories it provides per gram. So the amount of calories is the same, whether it's dark or light, as long as the, it's the same proof. So really most, uh, most liquors are about 80 proof. Uh, so we know that that really doesn't make a difference. But the darker liquors do get their color and their unique flavor from something called congeners. And these are generated during the processing and the aging of the liquor. So beer and wine contain them too, but uh, the darker liquors contain greater amounts. And, you know, this won't necessarily lead you to get more intoxicated, but it may lead you to have a more aggressive hangover. Oh, that's something we all want to avoid. That's for sure. Definitely. Well, I'm also guessing then that that your choice of mixers uh, when you are using liquors, uh, that that can make a difference when it comes to kind of healthiness and calories and sugars and, and all of that stuff. Absolutely. You know, we know that those mixed drinks can really pack on a lot of calories. Cocktails, mixed drinks really contain the most amount of calories in all forms of alcohol, really. So, you know, keeping it very, very simple, if you can, you know, have the liquor on the rocks or with just a splash of lemon or lime, some soda water, and maybe a splash of fresh juice, really keeping it um, on a minimum of what you add can really minimize the caloric intake and can really help slow you down. You know, some of those tropical, you know, Frozen drinks taste great and they're really easy to overconsume. So, you know, really keeping it simple will really help you minimize your intake and really help slow you down. So don't always go for the umbrella drinks. You're going to you're going to get a lot of extra in there that you, you might not be looking for. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one time a year when you're on vacation, you know, you're sitting next to a pool. It's okay to have one of those here and there. But if you are more of a routine drinker, you really want to consider what you're drinking, how much you're drinking, and how that's affecting your body and your overall caloric intake. Well, now let's talk beer, which which is is, is my favorite. Um, I'm crossing my fingers here. Are there any redeeming qualities um, to a good brew? I mean, I'm banking on the fact that they're made with uh, grains, that it might it might be okay. 
Sure. So, you know, all alcohol has slight benefits here and there. Um, you know, alcohol often is studied in, as a general term, not as specified. So most studies are done in, in alcohol as a general, but beer can provide some nutritional benefits. Um, but you know, really that shouldn't be the reason you drink beer at all. Um, you should be getting your nutrition through food. Um, there was a, a study that was done, um, a 12 week study that indicated that moderate beer consumption did not show any negative effects on weight or vascular function and actually showed some beneficial effects with providing antioxidants, increased LHDL, which is your good cholesterol, and also helped showed prevent the prevention of lipid deposition. So deposits of fats in your vessels. Well, well, cheers to that. That that is good news. Um, uh, on the calorie and carb side, um, are light beers that much better than uh, kind of the, the, the full beer uh, versions? So, yeah, certainly light beers contain about 50 percent less calories than a traditional beer. So but they've ranged tremendously. So traditional beers can range between 150 calories to 300 calories or even greater per 12 ounces, and lighter beers typically range between 50 to 150 calories per 12 ounces. Well, and that's where the, the high calorie and high carb stuff, that's that's where the whole beer gut uh, thing comes from, right? I mean, if you drink too much of it, it, it does kind of pack pounds on the middle. Right. So most people don't start at one, stop at one beer. You know, it's it's when you have a six pack and you're multiplying that value by six. That's really when it comes to become a problem. And that, then that consistency of, of that habit is really where it adds up to be. And it's all carbohydrate calories. So we know carbohydrate calories tend to lead to more abdominal obesity. All right. Well, now I feel like we've explored a, a lot of different options here. So um, let's, let's order a round. Uh, can you give us five drinks to consider if we're kind of looking for an option that might be a little bit healthier? Sure. So uh, we knew that we talked about wines. Dry red wine has the lowest amount of calories. So that's that's a great choice. It also has the lowest amount of sugars and the highest amount of antioxidants. Dry white wines and dry champagnes are a second choice. That's another great choice for lower sugar and lower calories. And then we kind of discussed something like a, a li clear liquor with a, a very low calorie or no calorie mixer, such as like a vodka soda with a splash of lime, a light beer, and then even um, an alcoholic kombucha can be somewhat beneficial. They tend to be lower in alcohol. They have a lot of good antioxidants, probiotics that can help gut health. So it's another great option too. Just so you know, I have actually started drinking it. So, and it's, uh, I, it, it, it does offer some benefits. I, I say I feel better since doing it. Yeah. It really is refreshing and it really helps, you know, increase those good gut bacteria. Just keep in mind the sugar, whether it's alcohol or non-alcoholic, you want to keep in mind the sugar. So just, just be sure to choose a kombucha with the lowest amount of sugars that you can find. All right. Well, with all these recommendations, I've kind of got my eye on the clock now and I'm waiting for it to hit five. Uh, so before we part ways, is there anything else that you'd like to add when it comes to choosing uh, an alcoholic beverage or, or drinking? So in general, um, as I mentioned, the type of alcohol you choose doesn't matter nearly as much as 
doing it in moderation. So we know the American Heart Association recommends no more than one drink a day for women and no more than two drinks a day for males. So you really want to keep that in consideration. And, you know, really the benefit and any benefit from uh, moderate consumption of alcohol comes from consuming it in small quantities on a consistent basis. So very moderate amounts. So it doesn't necessarily gain the benefit if you're drinking all seven drinks in one day, that that actually provides negative effects. So whatever your drink of choice might be, enjoy it in moderation and really, you know, try to keep in mind how much sugar you're consuming and how many extra calories you're consuming and really try to boost up the remainder of your diet to provide good nutrition as well. And I think here, and I have it in my notes here to kind of emphasize when, when you're looking at drinks, you want to make sure you, you, you stay with a, a serving size. And I think that's uh, 12 ounces if it's a beer, uh, five ounces of wine, and an ounce and a half uh, if it's a distilled spirit. Uh, does, that, does that sound right? <laughs> that's exactly correct. That would be considered one serving of alcohol. Absolutely. So you really want to keep that in mind when you're, you're pouring those drinks. You want to be very aware of what a serving is. Moderation is has been our theme throughout this, so I think that that's a, that's a perfect spot to end on. Um, thanks again for joining us, and I look forward to having you back. Thanks again for having me. The next time you're looking to enjoy an adult beverage, consider some of Julia's tips to get well, a healthier pour. Cheers, and until next time, be well. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician.